This episode is a rebroadcast of a Facebook Live event. To see Martha and Nellie's live show, please follow their Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Bubble Lounge Club. That's facebook.com backslash Bubble Lounge Club. Now on to the show. I don't know how the rest of you feel about public speaking, but starting your day off with 85 of your NCL peers staring at you is extremely stressful and a little bit of pressure. But thankfully, we invited Dr. Melody Ross Mills to join us. She's one of the best therapists in Dallas, and she's a licensed temperament therapist and is certified and licensed in clinical counseling. And you'll also find her on just about every media outlet out there imaginable, including two times on the Bubble Lounge podcast that I happen to be a co-host of. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Bell. Thank you for having me. Can you guys hear me okay? And see me okay? Yes. yes. Awesome. Look at all you guys. This is so fun. It's like a big girl chat. It's nice (laughs) to meet you guys. I am Dr. Melanie Ross Mills. And as Martha had mentioned, my background is in temperament therapy, which basically means I love helping people learn about their inborn traits, how they're wired and how they're playing out in their lives, especially children and teens which is challenging sometimes, but I love helping kids and teens learn how to operate in their giftings. And so that being said, I wanted to share with you guys a little bit about myself first. I grew up in Dallas. My husband went to Highland Park, grew up in Dallas. We've been married, I think 23 years. I still count on my fingers, so it might be 24. And we have one son who went to Highland Park graduated in 2018 and is now at UT and is a junior. So I understand this neighborhood to some degree and have been facing similar challenges as we all have in our community. But I've also been through the 15 and 16 year old um, wonderful season of hormones, especially with boys, that's fun, and girls as well. And so when my son was born, I was young and had no idea what to do. I was a clueless young mother and he was born with some health issues out of respect to him. I don't share them, go into details, but lots of challenges. And my first five years of being a mom, my son, uh, well, we started out with twins. We lost a twin. My son had health issues. My mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. My mother-in-law was in congestive heart failure. My husband was diagnosed with a condition and my marriage was not connecting. So as y'all can tell, and I had postpartum, so I was also depressed. And back then people didn't talk about, I'm a little old, older than y'all. People didn't talk about postpartum. So my first five years as a mom were incredibly challenging. I contemplated suicide twice. I did not want to live. I did not see any reason for living. And it was incredibly um, challenging. But one thing that I learned was there were parts of me that were ignited that I didn't know were there. There were parts of me that learned how to overcome challenges that I didn't know existed. And so I look at where we are and what we've all been through the last six months. And we've all been faced with unanswered questions. We've all been faced with struggles. We've all been faced with challenges we never knew existed. We've been faced with 
unanswered questions that are still unanswered. So we still have this, we're wanting a bookend and we still don't have the bookend. We're like, where's the closure? When is this going to end? And so because of this, I've noticed that each and every one of us, our children, our parents, our neighbors, our friends, we are all transforming into building this resiliency that many of us did not even know existed. Do any of you guys feel like that? I mean, are y'all tapping into resources that you never even thought you had? Let's just start with homeschooling. Can we start with homeschooling? Who in the world thought six months ago that you would be homeschooling? Isn't that crazy? So all that being said, and that's just, I mean, who thought you'd be quarantined with your spouse for six months? I'm just kidding. So we've been faced with challenges that we never even knew existed in some ways. And because of that, we are building this resiliency. And I want to share with you guys the definition of resiliency. And I hope if you have a pen and paper, which you probably do because you were homeschooling, I want you to write these notes down because I'd love for you to share these three words as we'll get to them with your daughters. And the first one is resiliency. The definition of resiliency is being able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. And I don't know if you believe it or not, but the truth is, this is every mom watching this video. Every one of you are cultivating and transforming into resilient women that you are, you're becoming people that almost some of us, it might've been unimaginable. We had no idea that we had the capacity to do what we're doing. And so because of that, think about like, you know, a bobber in the water, like when you're fishing and you, there's bobber that you can push down, it floats back up. You push it down, it floats back up. This is you. This is what we're learning. We are learning how to bounce back, but we're also in this process learning how to cultivate courage. And so that's the second word I want you to write down. What does courage look like in your family? What does courage look like as a mom? What does courage look like to your daughter? To your daughter, it might look different than it does to you. It might be for her just walking out the door, going to school. It might be not going to school and choosing to stay home. It might be not going to a house where her friends are making poor choices and she feels like she needs to stay home. That is courage. And so that's the second thing that we are building is this courage that is sometimes external and sometimes internal. And I'm challenging us all to become more self-aware that this is going on and to not discount allowing that to strengthen us as moms, as women, as employees, as owners of companies wherever I call it our post. So wherever our post is, wherever we are being called right now to position ourselves to live our life, this is our post. And it takes courage to man our post. And that is what you're doing. Whether you notice it or not, you are. Especially with that bookend, not, we don't have the closure yet. So there's so many unknowns. It takes courage to live day by day by day by day. Almost with this feeling of, um, I think it depends on how you handle it, but some of us, we see handling it with fear. Some of us handling it with strength. Some of us are actually excited or the fear people can't relate to the people that are excited. 
But no matter how we're looking at it, the courage is what's driving us to keep going. And the third part is because we are still here on this planet, we all have a purpose. And so we are all, each and every one of us, are created to contribute. And I think it's very fitting that you all are sitting here, National Charity League, and that is what you focus on. That is what you're doing. And I love that you're doing it with your daughters. And I love NCL. I've spoken to NCL multiple times, and I love it because these moms are intentional. You guys are purposed. You're sitting here. You're taking the time to do this where you could be doing something else. You're giving of your time, your talent, and your treasure, and you're bringing your daughter along with you. And so the contributing part is just looking at where we are contributing because we're made to do that. And so the last six months have been challenging and really perplexing. And I don't know what in the world to do now, but becoming aware and reminding ourselves that we are created to contribute does produce peace. It produce, produces productivity. It produces meaning in our lives. And for you guys, it's allowing you to connect with your daughters in these unique ways that they will never forget. You are imparting to them wisdom. You are giving them a heart of service. You are modeling for them servant leadership. You're showing them what it looks like to walk out that third part of being created to contribute. So those are the three things I just wanted to kind of highlight today for you guys, just to encourage you that we actually, I believe, are going to come out better than ever because we're tapping into these parts of us that some of us did not even know existed. And we are bringing, y'all are bringing your daughters along. I'm bringing my son along. And these are the people that are going to lead the next generation. How cool is that? How cool is that? And so y'all are sitting here. Thank you for listening. And I think Martha wanted to open up for Q&A. And I encourage you guys to talk to your daughters about these three words, what they mean to them, maybe what struck a chord with you today. And I encourage you to take some time to self-reflect and look at how the last six months have built resilience within you, caused you to tap into that courage. And now you are in a place to contribute. So yeah, ladies, um, I want you to type in any questions that you have over in the chat area. And I'll read those out to Dr. Mel as we go. But while we're waiting for you to type up a few things, I had a couple of questions for you. So you and I were talking the other day on the phone, and we were just talking about how, as moms, we're going through so many new situations right now. There's no blueprint to navigate all the balls that are being thrown at us. And let's face it, ladies, a lot of us are that type A personality, and we're used to controlling our schedule and our environment, and we can't do that right now. And I think that's the key word is control. And I want to know how we can how we can deal with that part of not being able to control things right now well i think letting go is first and foremost because we really there's so little things we really can control right now i mean there were before as well but now we really 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 can't like every day there's something different there's something new in the news or in the school system or at home these challenges keep popping up but also looking at the things that we can control, right? So what we can control are our choices and we can control our mindsets. So we can control our actions. So what am I doing for myself today? We need to take time for ourselves, right? Because if we're not filled up, we can't help anybody else. 
We have to take time for ourselves. That could be a 10 minute walk around the park. That could be guarding your bath time. That could be reading a book or listening to one on Audible, whatever that looks like for you to first of all, invest in yourself. So you can control that. Pay attention to your mindset. So if you are starting to go down that spiral of worry and fear, which I'm so prone to do, I have to look at that trigger. What is that? Can I control that or not? I can't control that. So I've got to let that go. But what can I control? Well, maybe I need to wear my mask. Maybe I need to, whatever it is. Maybe I need to, I mean, for everybody, it's going to look different, right? It might be exercising for someone. Like I've got to get out my stress physically. That I can do. So what can we do? The other thing is because we're having this, um, some people are experiencing angst and anxiety because they can't control I want to have, can we walk through this really quick strategy for moms to just take a beat? Yes. Okay. It's called the four square breathing method. Has anybody done it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're all going to do it right now. Are y'all ready? Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to breathe in for four seconds and we're going to pause. Don't breathe out yet for four seconds. Then we're going to breathe out for four seconds, pause, and then hold it for four seconds. Y'all ready? Okay, I'm going to make y'all all close your eyes. I, I so want to like say all your names. Julie, Whitney, Lee, everybody close your eyes. Okay, y'all ready? Close your eyes. Okay, we're going to breathe in for four seconds. One, two, three, four. Now hold it. One, two, three, four. Four, breathe out. One, two, three, four. Hold it. One, two, three, four. I mean, do y'all just feel a little calmer? Just a tad? So that is something easy when we're feeling like we can't control, we can control that, right? So let's just take a minute during our day, do our little four square breathing method. Nobody has to know we're doing it. You don't even have to close your eyes. You can do it right before you, I can, do y'all still carpool these days with everything? Yes. So yeah, so in the carpool line, right before you pick everybody up, do your four square breathing method. So that's just a practical little activity. And I've taught it to my son as well before exams. <laughs> He'll call me and we'll, I'm like, okay, let's do our little breathing just to kind of decompress a little bit. So as of right now, no one's asking questions. So I have at least two more if no one's going to jump in. But seriously, ladies, if you have any questions, type them into the chat and we'll have her address them. So another thing you and I talked about the other day, Dr. Mal, was I feel like we're all on information overload right now. We're getting so much information coming at us through some extremely long and very detailed emails. We're uh, spending a little bit more time on social media and watching the news. And don't even get me started on the group chats that's, that ding all day long. But my question is, how do we sift through this information and stay on top of the things that are important while also uh, backing away for some of those things that aren't as important or probably causing us stress? Yes. I mean, we have to prioritize. We have to. There's this. Um, there's a Bible verse that says, guard your heart above all else. It's the wellspring of life. I'm like, that is genius. That is the best. Like 
why am I not guarding my heart? Why am I not guarding my mind? Why am I not guarding my time? I let everything else take over, right? And so I think that prioritizing and figuring out what matters most to you in your life right now. Clearly it's family or y'all wouldn't be sitting here. What are your priorities and what are your top three? Like what are the top three things? And this is a great thing to ask your daughters as well. Like in your life right now, what matters to you most? It's such a great discussion, discussion starter. So what matters most to you? And let's focus on those things. The other 20 things are going to come and go, right? So what's temporary and what's lasting? Clearly investing in your children is lasting in your marriage. And for some of us, our workplace, some of the us, others, it's just a means to an end that gets us to what's lasting, right? So investing and prioritizing are really our top three because we can only do so many things well. And if we allow all these voices to come in and all this sensory overload, we are going to get exhausted. If we are extra empathetic, we're going to get worried and stressed out. We are going to feel less in control. Back to prioritizing what we can do for ourselves today. Here's a question that came in that ties in a little bit with what you just said. What words of encouragement or motivation do you have for teenagers with COVID fatigue who may be feeling like working hard and pushing themselves may not pay off because this teenage stage is all about the present and they don't have the wisdom of life to help them see that this too shall pass. Okay. So this is where I get, this is where I get a little sensitive because they're in such a challenging spot right now and they are faced with, challenges every day and new situations on top of just trying to become a person. And so um, I see a lot of cheating going on, for example, which y'all might be noticing as well. So I hear teens saying, and I'm not a teen expert. I'm just sharing with y'all what I get in my position in life and what I do. And children are saying, why am I going to school? Because my grades are suffering because I can't cheat because everyone else is cheating. And so Mom, you're having to make, you're making a choice for me to either not get good grades or get good grades and stay home. Um, this is not every child, clearly. Um, some are really having a hard time grasping concepts that they need for the future. That's stressful in itself. And so one of the things that I say as moms is they're going through a tough time. They're also building resiliency they are learning how to adjust. They're becoming more flexible. They are becoming less entitled. They're becoming more humbled. They're seeing that nothing is ever promised. So there's so many good things coming out of this season, but I do encourage moms to, and I think we are not being as hard on our children and kind of going through this process with them, with understanding and compassion and trying to put ourselves in their shoes. I can't even imagine. Um, so that's one thing that I recommend is let's try to like look at life from their perspective. And when we do that, it's kind of interesting because I feel like their hearts knit with ours more. And they're like, wow, my mom's really trying to empathize and have compassion with where I am instead of trying to control and manipulate and being fearful of even sometimes just my choices, right? Because they're still trying to figure it out. None of them are perfect. They're hormonal. 
They're stressed in a lot of ways. They have all these pressures, so they're going to mess up. That's just a given, which us as moms, it's important to support one another and encourage even our friends' kids instead of judging them when they mess up because they're trying to find their way. So just giving them some grace at the same time, parent and train and coach because we're parents, but just putting ourselves in their shoes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have one last one and then we'll wrap up. So I feel like we have a really good opportunity as parents right now to show our kids that we can get through tough times and we can be a good role model, but it's really hard on some days to keep up that strong front that we're, that we're good. So just wanted to have some tips that you could share on letting us know when we are having those off days, how can we push through it and still show our kids that we're a good role model? Yeah. Well, I think it's important that they see we're human, like that they know that we are trying to figure this out as well. But I do also, as you said, it's caught more than it's taught, right? So our words are our words and they're great and they're fine, but they're catching it by watching us. They're catching it by what we're saying in the car on the cell phone. They're catching it by how we're talking to our husbands. They're catching it by how we're spending our time. So just reminding ourselves, okay, it's caught more than it's taught. And that's true. And there, the other thing that I would tell my son is I would say, I really want to become the mom and be the woman like the wife I'd want you to choose. So that's the second thing I would put in my head is, am I, am I being the person that I'd want him to pick as a mate? Now I'm not, and I'm not perfect. So I don't want him to think he's going to have a perfect mate. Right. So you know, yes, I'm messing up. Will you forgive me? I lost it. <laughs> totally lost it. And it's good for them to see us human, then ask for forgiveness or whatever we need to do. I call it staying in fellowship, just to stay in that fellowship with our teen as much as we can in light of where they are in life with their ages and everything going on, because they're also separating. So you have these these different days every day, not knowing if they're separating today or if they're needing me. Are they separating or are they needing me? Right, right. Does that answer the question? It did. It was great. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Bell. I really do appreciate so you giving us a lot of great information that hopefully is going to help us get through this crazy time and that we're going to come out better on the other side, like you said. Yes, you are. You, I totally believe it. Like, I'm not just saying that. Like, I really do believe it. How can we not? Anytime we face struggles, we've come out better people. Absolutely. Right? And so forward movement is impossible without change. All right. Thank you so much.